Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability, the show where we learn about site reliability engineering together. Today, we're talking once again about service level objectives, or SLOs for short. Now, I've spoken about SLOs in the past and been somewhat critical about whether or not they are the silver bullet that they are sometimes presented as. But in my job, I've been put in a situation where I've been drawn back into the world of SLOs with the goal of trying to help a large initiative, a large program of work to adopt SLOs as their way of working as opposed to traditional non-functional requirements or NFRs. This initiative involves dozens of teams, many hundreds of people, a lot of different technology components. So there's a lot of complexity in the situation, which I think makes getting the most out of service level objectives more challenging. But that's the context, and that will definitely flavor some of the ideas that I present today. So today I'm going to share my updated thinking on SLOs, keeping in mind that I haven't implemented these ideas yet, so take whatever I say with a grain of salt. It does, however, feel like a movement in the right direction. When I was first brought into the discussion about SLOs for this program of work, the initial intention was to replace NFRs, non-functional requirements, with SLOs in the realm of reliability and performance in particular, with an underlying objective to choose a more dynamic way of working, something which builds performance and reliability into the culture of delivery. And I already covered this in episode 12, SLOs versus NFRs grudge match. So if you haven't heard that one yet, you might want to listen to that before you listen to this. Since that initial beginning, my thinking has evolved and the work that I've been doing has been growing in scope. And I wanted to share, I had an aha moment. So I was talking to the leadership, some leadership representatives from a more business-centric part of the organization, and they were able to share with me some very simple five-year business objectives, which I'd never heard before, and they were explained in such a clear way. My mind just went, right, this is fantastic. For the first time, I can take these objectives and start thinking about that in the way that we define service-level objectives for the technology. So it all links back into our five-year plan. And that was brilliant. Now, I can't give you the specific targets, so I'll provide a fictional example. Let's say you find out about two key objectives for your organization, one of them is to attract 50,000 new customers in the next financial year. And another might be to reduce the operational cost of the organization by increasing the percentage of your customers who interact via digital channels as opposed to calling up via the call center. Let's say the current customer digital interaction percentage is 60% and you want to increase it to 80%. These are tangible, practical objectives that anyone can understand. 
And for the first time when I was in that situation, I was able to rationalize how SLOs might make a real difference. For example, both of these business objectives rely on an outstanding digital customer experience. That's clear. So what are the facets of great customer experience? Now, there are things outside of the context of reliability, such as the design of the interface and how the customer journey is crafted. That's beyond the scope of my thinking right now, but it is one consideration and an important one. But our websites also need to be snappy and responsive, and that's where we can start to build SLIs and SLOs, which link back to those business objectives. Now let me run through a possible example of how we could use SLOs within this particular example. Now firstly, we've already identified our high level business objective to attract new customers, to encourage existing customers to switch to digital interaction. We've then identified a component of that is having an outstanding digital customer experience. And we could, for example, then set a human readable objective of having a fast and responsive service, which in itself is not an SLO, but is the general ballpark idea of what we want. Once we have that and we've focused it to that level, which isn't that difficult, we now need a measure, an indicator of whether or not our service is fast and responsive. What metric could we use? We might, for example, use time to DOM interactive, which is an in-browser timing that tells us how long it takes between a customer interacting with the page until the page is responsive again and they can continue with the next thing. Time to DOM interactive is our service level indicator in this example of whether or not our service is fast and responsive. We're making progress now, right? Now we need to set a specific objective for that indicator, which is our SLO. We might, knowing the specific context of that service, set an objective that the service should take two seconds or less 90% of the time. The number you start with almost doesn't matter because we're going to adjust and respond to what we observe in production with real customers. If nothing else, I would say use a best guess here. Have a go at defining what great customer experience looks like. Okay, great. We now have our first SLO. Well done. We've defined it. But now we need to start tracking it in production. And of course, with true SLOs, you would need to respond or remediate it whenever that SLO is broken. That's part of it. And there's a whole culture change around that. But the other thing that I keep thinking about is, you know what, we really need to also measure that high level business objective. For example, let's say we wanna increase the percentage of our customers who interact via digital channels. Okay, so we're tracking it and it's at 60% right now. And now we've defined an SLO around how responsive our pages are. And we've set an aggressive target and we've brought it down so the page is actually faster. Are we getting more customers using digital channels? Because if we didn't, maybe we set the wrong objective around having a fast and responsive page. Maybe that doesn't actually matter in this particular context. Or maybe we chose the wrong indicator to measure that. Or maybe we didn't set an aggressive enough target. And to me, this is where SLOs do their magic. 
It's in being able to respond and adjust to what's actually happening with real customers in the real world. And if you don't have that experimentation, that fast feedback of, we're going to try something, we're going to see if it works, if it doesn't, we're going to change, if it does, we're going to keep doing it and tweak it. And if you don't have that experimentation, then SLOs are just a rebranding of non-functional requirements, essentially. Maybe with the benefit of teams owning them more, but that's it. And that's not so interesting to me. I'm interested in the experimentation and rapidly working towards great outcomes. I think one thing is that if you have great observability up front, then you're probably going to get a heads up on where the pain points are without needing to blindly experiment to find them. And that's probably going to be hugely helpful. So that's the key thing that I wanted to convey during this episode is that I think it is fundamental to the value of SLOs to have that experimentation, that ongoing adjustment, that continued discussion around are we meeting our business objectives? Because if we don't have that, then huge lost opportunity in my opinion. Now the second thing that I wanted to discuss I'm going to put into a separate episode is a growing feeling that I have that delivering SLOs kind of depends on having some prerequisites met. And my opinions on that are getting stronger each day as I work through things and think through things. So I'll be talking about that in next week's episode. But to finish things off today, I wanted to do something a little different and talk about inspiration. Things which give me or give you inspiration in your work. See, I create this podcast in my spare time and when I hear other really good podcasts, to me that is inspiring. To hear how professional they sound and how well researched they are and how they produce this incredibly entertaining or educational content. So I wanted to share one podcast that I really recommend. Uh, it's called Reply All by Gimlet Media. And it actually just finished. It's done. But I would highly recommend going back to the beginning and listening to every single episode. The whole idea behind the podcast is it's a show about the internet. But it's really about the people who use the internet and all the crazy and weird situations they find themselves in. So that's all from another episode of slight reliability thank you once again for tuning in i'll see you next week and i'm looking forward to sharing with you shortly a series of interviews that i've been doing see you next time